millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Subtle results. Still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia Gravis or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Let me ask you a question. How does your favorite song make you feel? Music affects and changes people's lives. It invokes memories. The first gig you went to, the first record you bought, that song from your school days, or the song you danced to at your wedding, or even your first kiss. It gets you through the worst times and the best of times. Music has always played an important part in my life. First and foremost, I'm a music fan but I've been lucky enough to have interviewed some of the biggest names in music, combining my career with my passion. Each week, I chat to some of my favourite artists to talk about the tracks of their lives and more. I'm Kylie Olsen, and this is Music and Me. I was super excited to chat to my guest this week in Music and Me because he is one of the nicest guys I think I've ever met. Um, now, he made a name for himself um, in the Mark III lineup of Deep Purple. He's been in bands like Trapeze, Black Sabbath, and Black Country Communion. He's currently touring the Mark III lineup of Deep Purple, playing a load of the tracks from that era of the band. Mr. Glenn Hughes, that's who I'm talking about. Now, it's true, he's had his ups and downs personally, but this is the best he's ever been, and it really is amazing to see him in such a great place. Here is the voice of rock. So, Glenn, here we are backstage at Electric Ballroom mm-hmm. in London. Mm-hmm. It's been an incredible year for you. Mm-hmm. Tell us how it's been. I'm just grateful, you know. Super grateful to be playing live, singing live, which is what I do. People know that I've been making a lot of records over the years and maybe I should have done more live shows and now it's coming into fruition where it's exactly what I'm supposed to do as you know I'm a live singer mm-hmm. and it's it it troubled me that I didn't get enough shows so now I'm taking care of that so how many shows have you done because basically you're doing deep purple songs are you mixing yeah. them in with your own as no, well it's all all purple songs you know from the legacy of you know David and Glenn's Mark three, Mark four, you know, yeah. that's what 
the gist of the show is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And how many shows are you doing in total? Oh, this is six months this year. Um, next year will be nine months. So, you know, it's a lot of shows for me, you know. And you were saying this is the most shows you've done since... The 1976, s- Come Taste the Band. Isn't that crazy? Did you ever imagine you'd be doing this, like, yeah, 60, what's that, 40, 40 years on, you'd be doing as many shows? As you can imagine, when people are that young, you don't think about what you do when you're 60-something years old. You just no. don't think about it. You just think about the next day, you know. So for me, looking back now, and may I say that being clean and sober has really saved my whole life, um, being around sober people and being around nurturing people, as you know, has really helped me. Mm-hmm. I choose to work with people that are loving and giving and kind. That's really saved me. Do you think you've changed over the last five years? Because I hear a lot of people say that you have, that you're a different Glenn to what you, you know, to what you were even like three years ago. I've been sober a long time now. Yeah. But as we've touched on before, I think the heart operation just gone five years ago when I had a really bad well I knew I had a problem with a heart murmur and I knew when I got sober my uh my aorta in my valve in my heart was enlarged and it was getting larger and larger to the point where 5.5 centimeters a uh, millimeters centimeters sorry is operable and it was when they took it out it was 6.5 it's a it's a, a miracle that I'm still here and it really changed my perception of life completely slowing it down being calm smelling the flowers that kind of stuff you know being in the garden with the dogs Mm. just changed everything so um can you remember the first um song or the song the one song that reminds you of being at home with your parents as a kid so something that maybe your parents played or you know if they were a big fan of motown or something like that or well for me my whole you know pre-teen was was the Beatles, you know. If you interview anybody from my age group, they'll probably say the Beatles, you yeah, know. they do. The Beatles, I know, and I'd have to say, She Loves You, because it was the first song I really remember as a kid, you know, and picking the guitar up, not knowing how to play it, and just, like, pretending to play, like, a tennis racket kind of thing, mm. you know. That was it for me. She loves you, yeah. remember the first song you bought the Beatles it was, yeah. yeah was it an album or a single yeah. with the Beatles yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so what was the song that made you want to be a musician Beatles, the Beatles again again yeah because I was learning all that music the, yeah there was the Stones and there was other bands from Liverpool and London the Who and you know blah the Kings blah 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 you know but it's the the writing of, of the Beatles you know pr- primarily John and, and and Paul, they're, they're writing. Me now being a writer, as I look back at my youth, it was all about the, the melodies and it wasn't so much about lyrical content. I was too young to understand about it. Yeah. But it was the melodies of, you know, Eleanor Rigby, you know, and, and, and stuff and Strawberry Fields. So insanely beautiful. It was just got, got inside of me, you know. And, and so did you learn, you say you used the tennis racket for a guitar. Did you learn... Did you, it was the guitar the first thing no. that you learned? And I know you played the bass, obviously. I was, was named it? after Glenn Miller, famous 
you know, American mm-hmm. war hero whose plane went down in the English Channel in 1944, maybe, or 43. Yeah. So I come from a musical family. My mother and father thought it would be maybe a good idea for me to play an instrument. And the the lady at, at my primary school, my own private boys' school, thought it would be an opportunity for me to play the mm-hmm. trombone. It wasn't really a sexy instrument, was it? But I was only <laughs> 11, so what did I know about that, you know? So it was the trombone. I never, and have you ever played it on record? No. No. Played it for about a year and a half. And then I went home and saw the Beatles on TV. And, and that, that was it. That was it. It was the Muriel Young show. Google it. Five to five and black and white. And there they were playing and doing their thing. Mm-hmm. And your life was changed forever. Completely, <laughs> Completely changed. So you've done, you you know, you've you've been in lots of different incarnations. You know, you've had solo projects. You've been in some incredible bands mm-hmm. as well. And um, what do you prefer? Do you prefer doing your own thing, or do you like being part of a group? Good question. I love being part of a group, but primarily I'm a solo artist. Mm-hmm. I am because it comes from me. There's songs. I'm a writer, and I get to to choose what I want to do. You know. But, you know, I also love being in Black Country Communion I mean, when it goes, when it works, you know, when we can, as you've seen, it's a, yeah. a great band and a great friendship with Joe. So that's another thing I really love to do. But as you know yourself, I have to do what I got to do to bring the love to me through my music to fans that want to see me. Mm-hmm. So I've chosen to stay on the Glenn Hughes path now doing this. What I'm doing is Glenn Hughes performs classic Deep Purple Live for another couple of years. So do you think after that you'll have time to do another Black Country Communion? I would imagine so. Yeah. Uh, without getting into too much debate, I think Joe and I really want to do it. We speak about it, we spoke about it recently, and we will do it. Yeah, we will. So what's it like for you revisiting those Deep Purple songs? Does it bring back good memories you know, or bad memories? No, it, it brings back great memories. You know, the time I was in Deep Purple, I had a, a great time. Towards the end, it was a difficult, because that's when I started to lose the plot of my own spirituality and, and mental state of mind, you know, being so young and being around yeah. so many uh, drinking companions and, and, and what have you, and, and maybe too many late nights. <clears throat> Remember... Kylie, we've touched on this before. I didn't grow up tugging at my mother's apron going, I want to drink a lot and I want to do a lot of drugs. You don't do that when you're a preteen. So I was one of the unfortunate ones that found myself staying up a little too late and then becoming an, an addict and not knowing it until 10 years later. But the man I am today is, is exactly what I'm supposed to be. I was going to say, do you have any regrets I have, to, I have a, a cornerstone saying that I don't really regret too much mm-hmm. because it's, it's brought me to this level. I've done things and I've made amends for those things, you know. I've never gone out of my way to be a, a mean person or to harm anyone. Let's just say the one I was harming was myself because I was so inebriated and not knowing what I was doing so much, you know. As I said, I don't remember the 1980s, do I? So mm. it's a decade I don't remember. So let's say from 1976 to 1991, the 15 years I was in the dark, was a difficult period for me. I say again to you, I may be the most grateful man you interviewed this year, being given what I've now been given. Yeah. It's an ins- Kylie, it's an inside job for me. 
it's not so much what's got, I've got on the outside, all those things, all the pretty things. and yeah. It's an inside job, especially in the last couple of years where I've really realised what has been given to me and that can be taken away just like that. Yeah, sure. So have you spoken to the other guys in Deep Purple? What do they think of you doing what you're doing? I have no commentary with any of those guys, only David. Yeah. It's always been that way, you know. It's not something that's just come up. It's just that we don't, we don't really, none of us, except David and I, are in touch. I, you know, David has no contact with any of them anyway, so... You know, I'm not going to go into a, a debate over it, but it's just the way it is, you know. If you saw the Hall of Fame thing, you'll know there was diff- definitive line down the stage. You yeah. know, Lars, me and David and the others one. It's like, and I was going, this is kind of weird, isn't it? You know? Yeah. Well, why is that, do you think? Do you think there's an element of, because obviously you were the Mark III era, that they feel like, oh, you were just, you know, hired in? I think it was a case of a couple of guys were, you know, hey, we're Mark II and... You're Mark III. It was like, mm. what? Come on. We're gentlemen here, aren't we? So I have no animosity or resentment to anyone, especially in the Deep Purple family. I'm just carrying on minding my own business and doing these shows to a lot of people. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So is it true, because I've, I've heard that you never got any royalties for the albums that you did, um, I think it was Burn in particular. Um, it's all been is resolved. Is that true? Has it been resolved? Okay, tell as us. We, as we sit here speaking, it's three months ago, it's all been resolved. <clears throat> it's taken a long time. It's not really something I've spoke about in the press, not really. Mm. People, of course, always ask me, how come you didn't write on Burn? And, you know, I don't really go out of my way to give the, the definitive answer, but the fact is I was signed to another company. And if you look at George Harrison and Robert Plant, they were off a couple of records too, Robert being Led Zeppelin one. It's the same scenario. I decided I'd leave my name off to, you know, take care of business, if you will. At a young age as well, I couldn't believe I did that. Yeah. It's going, you know, with the new vials coming out, just come out last month, it's the same way, but if you look at the CDs and the re- repackaging, it's they're, they're, my name is on there now, so. So you've actually got, a write, you've got a writing credit yes. now on there, brilliant. Have, yeah. And it's on the, the, the 40th anniversary 10 years ago or something. But I never, hold a, I never hold a resentment because the resentments about people who are not no longer with us. Mm. Let's just say that I was mismanaged. Yeah. You, you were, know? You were young, like you say, so young, maybe... Young and mismanaged. And I was promised things that, you know, been, you know, a guy, an only child living with his mom and dad up in the north. 
I was offered a handshake and I took it. Mm. And listen, there are other people hearing this or people know of other people that have been done the same. But you know, I've never, the thing that's kept me alive is I've never held a resentment against anyone. Never. It would have took, it would, resentment would kill me, Kylie. Mm. It would take me out drinking, it would take me out cavorting. I never held a resentment. And now, 44 years later, it's been resolved. It's a long time. So did you get a back payment? I'm getting paid, yeah. Uh, it's going back. and But more importantly, I'm getting paid going forward. But there are some things I'm getting paid for, like film stuff and sync rights, you know, Amazing. and streaming and stuff from lately. And But, you know, there are other ways to go about it, which I can't talk about. But mm. I am right now, never been so healthy and it, my mind is in a good place. My, my, as you know, mind can take, take you down. If I wake up in the morning, my mind goes, it's going to be a crap day today. It, it will be. Yeah. So I, I do a meditation at the bedside before I hit the floor and I go into a good place. Okay, so is that how you keep, you, you do it I all keep, through meditation? Yeah. Anything else? Do you do yoga or stuff like that? Yoga breathing. Yeah. I may have told you this last time, but mm. we, we didn't air it. When I had the uh, heart operation, they did, you know, x-rays of my lungs. And the right lung is huge. Like, it's insanely huge. So, therefore, it enables me to hold my breath and have a, a huge lung capacity to hold notes and <laughs> okay yeah. so that answers why yeah. you've got this incredible voice or part, part well, of that, that I, I hope this comes across on the airwaves but mm. I have um, zero fear when I hit the stage off stage I'm going to fall over I'm a klutz I may say things that are wrong but on stage I'm in that zone which is my world yeah. I have no fear it's it's not arrogance. It's just I'm in that place of. It's my place. Have you always had that, or is it something you've sort of learned over the years? I think I've had it uh, quite some time. Mm. People get fooled by it. Um, it's just that I'm very very at ease on stage. You'll see some singers or guitar players when they they're really pushing themselves and the veins pop out of the neck and they're. But I'm very, I, I'm singing from the diaphragm and I'm very calm, mm. you know, and I gotta be calm, gotta be calm. Mm. I'm loving this new Glenn, this calmness. It's, you, you've got a real energy about you, it's brilliant. Mm. So it's, in, in, it's interesting, like you say this, how you have this confidence on stage. I mean, what when you're on stage, are you yourself or are you in your head playing a character? I'd like to tell you. That there's two Glens, there's the one yeah. on stage and there's one off. But no, 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 it's only one. I'm taking this in the daily exercise in the morning when I do my meditations, and I take that onto the stage with me. It's not, you know, I think I am. I get into an actor, actor vibe. I do become an actor. Yeah, that's the way I've been doing it for you know the changing of the clothes, the longer hair now, the sideboards, the way I'm dressed. It'll always change, and next year might be something different. That's why I've always been the short-haired guy in Cal Black Country, you know, mm. at the start with the weird hairdo. And and now it's like I'm into character to, to do the Deep Purple legacy stuff, you know. So I don't know if you've seen it. 
I'll show you later. There's a yeah. picture of me from 1974 in a, in a stance, right? Yeah. And there's a picture taken me two days ago. That's 44 years ago. And you wouldn't believe how close it looks. I was going to say, actually, the whole image. Just have a look. Yeah, I was going to say the whole image that you've got going on is very, you know, your, your Mark III. You know. Was that, was that a purpose thing that you felt like you wanted to get back into that character? Okay, show me the picture now. I love it. You're right. Right, check. No, check it out. You Hi, still got it. I love it. I say this to you, my friend. How fortunate am I to still be here? You are. You've been given a second right. chance. I've walked that pathway of inebriation and, mm. and, you know, dark nights and been left places because I was too drunk to travel and I'm not being grandiose. I just remember it going, I don't want to go back there, no. you know, because it will kill me. Do you have, I mean, when you listen to music, what kind of music do you listen to? I mean, do you have particular songs or artists that get you in a mood? Like, do you have a happy song? Well, you know, I, I, I don't really listen to a lot of mu new music today. Mm. I'm not saying there's not any great music. I just don't listen to a lot of new music. I, I have to be told what's good, Yeah. you know. It has to have some groove, as you know, mm. for me, it's groove orientated. And it's got to be somewhat... You know, you know, got to be a vibe to it. My kind of vibe, you know. Yeah. I'm just a soul man. You are, aren't you? So what are you listening to at the moment? Not really much of anything, really. No. I'm writing it at the moment, so. Did, well, so when you knew that you were going to go back to these Deep Purple songs, did you, did you listen to the albums again? Mm. Yeah, or? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And more, more importantly, I listened to the live recordings from California Jam, live at Long Beach, live in Paris, mm. live in... Stuttgart, light in Tokyo. I wanted to capture what I was doing with Richie, John and Ian in that Hammond Strat wild, crazy place. Yeah. You know, we were at, it's a couple of songs tonight are very taken from 74, 75. They're very distinctly arranged like that. So it's a bit of a, you just never know what's going to happen. Because I, I do lead the band in, in kind of good jams. Mm. And um, Joe Bonamassa's in town, so he's joining you on stage tonight, mm -hmm. which is cool. Yes, he is, my dear. Uh, for those listening, Joe and I uh, have always been close. And maybe not as close as we are now. We're really, really super close. Primarily since, um, I think since my um, operations, Joe and I have been really tight. He was the first one to congratulate me after the uh, awards in New York. And since BCC4, when we, and, and again, we, we write all of the songs at my home mm. studio. He loves that. We really came together even more so on the last record. I wanted to write a, ne a record with Joe alone. Because yeah. I, primarily I do a lot of the writing alone, and they all come in and finish. But I wanted to make a record with Joe, just the two of us, to see what would happen. And it happened fantastic. I thought BCC4 was good, you know. So we plan. We haven't got any schedule right now, but we are planning on doing another one. Brilliant. It's going to be fun. So what songs is he performing with you tonight? Well, he's going to do Mistreated, and I, I'm not sure about another one, but he'll definitely on that one. Okay. Why that one? Well, you, actually, you guys did that in Black Country. In January. Yeah. And we played Burn, you know, before, and we've done Mistreated. And I asked him on the phone, I said, do you, do you want to play Burn? And he went, sure. Then I went, oh, wait a minute. It's been five years since he's played it. Then I called him, I said, no, we played Mistreated. You're probably fresh on that, right? Yeah. So, 
and, and, and Mistreated Bean, it's a bluesier song, yeah. where Joe is the king of that, so why not have him do something that he really relished, you know? Yeah. I've been losing my Happy right now? Is life good? I've been so happy. Yeah. Uh, you know why I'm happy? Because I'm touring. Yeah. I've stayed at home partly because I wanted to stay home and, and record and, and write mm-hmm. for a long time. And now I think people who know me, who, who know my work and my voice, have been wait, waiting for me to return to touring. Mm-hmm. I mean, real touring. Yeah. At a guy, at an age right now where not many people can do long tours, but I've done a lot touring this year. Yeah, you have. I sleep a lot, though. Good. That's how you can keep going. I sleep a lot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so just one final question, um, not to end on a, a morbid note, but what song would you like played at your funeral? It's difficult because I'm, you know, Stevie Wonder fan and friend, and everything he's ever done has been close to me. It would probably have to be a song of his because of how gracious he is in his lyrics, you know. He writes about death and life and and what happens in between. That's what I'm at. I always write about what happens between life and death and, and I write about life and death. But it'll more than likely be... It won't be one of my songs. It would be silly, you know, to do that. Um, but um, it, I would choose something that meant something to me and I'd have to think about it. I, I, I'm not like I'm going to go soon, hopefully, so no. I'll be you've around some, for a while. You've got some time to... I've got some, I've got some work to do carrying the message, yeah. and that message is L-O-V-E. You know that. I love it. <laughs> well, Glenn, lovely chatting to you as always. You Thanks. God bless you, and God bless your listeners. I just call to say I love you. I just call Uncle Glenn, as I like to call him. Lovely guy. Um, So don't forget, so you don't miss an episode of Music and Me, you can subscribe to the podcast. All you have to do is click on the subscribe link um, wherever you're listening, basically. Or you can check me out on Instagram, Twitter, at Kylie Olsen. We'll see you soon. Music and Me is produced by the Podcast Works and One Sum Media.